This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just working on all uh, my updates and stuff. Nothing special. <laughs> Have you figured out a system for your social media self? <laughs> look of I made a face distress and sadness <laughs> I wish that this wasn't so hard like what is this the third consecutive week that I've talked so. about this okay so it's it's still happening this is still a focus I'm down to like two a day two check-ins on Good. social media a day and so I've been tallying like on my calendar my handwritten calendar I do tally marks every time I check in which also for me like it's I feel like I have this connection to that where I'm like I don't want to do it more because I'm tracking it like right in front You're of like, my face. Ooh, I'm seeing another check mark. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like don't do it. But it's like I'm I'm taking more walks instead of checking in, but I find like I think that some part of me really likes the mindlessness of scrolling and like Mm -hmm. as much as I don't want to enjoy it I think part of me does so I think that's like the inner struggle that I'm going through now is that like it's something that I know I don't want to do to like better myself but I think part of me just wants to do that instead of like stretching or getting up and taking a a five Mm -hmm. minute walk or something like that so that's like kind of what I'm working on is like, why do I like that? Like, what is the reasoning behind that? And maybe like someone who has some kind of a science background can talk to me about that. But like, <laughs> I like I just I think part of it is like, I sometimes want to just put off the next thing too, because I'm like, okay, how much energy is the next thing going to take that I have to do? Am I really like into doing this next task and I find that the times I reach for my phone most are when I'm like really not excited about whatever my next task is and so I'm putting those two things together where I'm like okay what can I do if I'm not excited about the next task to like just start with one thing or take that five minute walk and like what is the first thing I do to start that task that like helps me ease into it. So I guess this like social media cut down has kind of turned into like my productivity and workflow too. Nice. And so it's like, it's been a really good process because I'm really learning a lot about myself and like what my triggers are and like why I'm reaching for my phone when, um, So, like, this will be an ongoing thing. I promise not to bore everybody with the weekly updates around this. But it does feel good to make progress on it and have, like, updates around something that I really intentionally want to change about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing that it goes deeper than just, like, wanting to check my phone. it Like, I think there's just a lot more to it than that. But that feels like it's moving in the right direction to have answers to, the like, all of the why questions. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the actual because when you're doing it you're just you're like oh this is just something that i do but if you take a step back and think about why am i doing this Mm -hmm. that'll help give some insight onto either how to stop doing it or (laughs) do it less or just have an understanding of like i know exactly what i'm getting out of this right and like and how i think like that task piece of things is like what really was interesting to me because like 
that's when I know I'm reaching for it. So I'm like, okay, how do I restructure something or figure a different way out or ease into something differently in a way that makes me like excited and like reframing how I have to do it. Like we, we all work on stuff we don't necessarily love, but like how am I reframing the things that like feel like a kind of a slog kind of a thing to becoming something that I can change to be something that I'm more apt to dive into with a more positive attitude. Good. So that's the goal. But I will come up with something new to work on <laughs> to share for next week. Since now I have like the basics down, like the foundation has been laid. And now I know what to do around this specific thing. Now I got other stuff to work on. So stay tuned for a brand new update next week. <laughs> <laughs> the new something fresh. <laughs> what about you, Brian? So I've been in the self-care mindset Meaning, mm-hmm. what is self-care for Brianna? It is doing the things that I need for me and actually acknowledging what those things are. <laughs> and uh, what I've learned is that I am really bad at doing nothing. Yeah. So that might not come as a surprise to everyone else in my life. Nope. <laughs> not a surprise at all. <laughs> but I have acknowledged it and realized that it's a true problem. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned in my last update, I had a big event that happened uh, when our last episode went out, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. It went well. Um, but the two nights prior to the event, I wanted to clear my calendar. So I had those two evenings blocked, like don't schedule anything, um, make sure that at least I have kind of some time and space in case there's anything last minute that comes up because the way that I work, especially from an event standpoint, I want to make sure that my car is loaded the night before so that I don't have to worry about that day of. It's like everything is set so I can just handle like printing a guest list yeah, and then anything else because there's always something that's going to come up last minute that you're like, oops, didn't plan accordingly or like questions that people are going to email you about, whatever. So... I wanted to make sure that both of those evenings and like it does end up resulting in me quote unquote working a 12 hour day in some capacity. And so that's kind of unhealthy. But the two nights because I wasn't, you know, out with friends or like, you know, having happy hour drinks or hanging out with Dan and watching a TV show. It was me at home alone Mm -hmm. and actually for like I was really productive. And so I had extra time to just kind of like chill out. And I haven't had that in my life in a really long time. Right. And it was uh, terrible and I didn't do it well. And I I don't really (laughs) I need to like. So the the issue that I saw myself was like I just ended up on my phone for like two hours Mm -hmm. and i was like what am i doing i just wasted two hours of relaxing time then was sitting uncomfortably on my couch and have a kink in my neck now (laughs) you're like this no doing anything thing sucks it's so hard (laughs) and so i think i need to to just first obviously acknowledging that i think is important because then i can force myself especially in that situation like if i am reaching toward my phone when i have nothing to do than not doing that, obviously. Right. Is, and then just kind of like living, because we've talked about this so many other times where it's like, I can give this great advice, but like the minute that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, take a spoonful of my own medicine. For right, sure. exactly. And I wonder if like, so I follow someone, I know you do too, Mackenzie's Table, Mackenzie Picarero. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed on her social media, she's like, I'm taking a minute to like walk and like 
put headphones in and walk outside and the whole thing. And I know you've been doing that like during the day, but I wonder if even in the evening, because the area that you live in is so walkable that like when you truly have nothing to do and you're like, don't pick up the phone, don't pick up the phone. If that like going outside or sitting on your porch or exactly what I need to do, like walk away from the situation. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. And like, like physically, I mean, that's what I'm finding at, at like when I'm trying to figure out the social media thing is like, I need to physically remove myself yeah. from the area. And it sounds like maybe like, obviously if you have podcasts, you'll have your phone with you. But mm-hmm. like, again, like looking up and seeing things around you. Cause I do the same thing where it's yeah. like super easy to just be like, I have a free night phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I also was like, I don't want to watch TV or, mm-hmm. you know, throw on like binge watch anything. So I was like sitting in quiet, which was, that itself was nice. So it's yeah. like, okay, take it another step further. So, and it even it happened yesterday too. Um, we were, I got home and was going to make dinner, but then Dan reminded me that we had plans. And mm. I was like, oops. And he was like, just chill out. Like, let's have a glass of wine. And, and you're like, like, and sit. And I was like, what? let me just finish cleaning this one last window. And he was like, you're insane. <laughs> Like, just sit. Calm down. Sit. Chill out. And I was like, I don't know how. Maybe this you will should. make me feel better. <laughs> Maybe you should. I think I've said this to you before, and I might have said it on the podcast at least once. But I think that's where a puzzle comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to start doing puzzles. And I think that is a great place for a puzzle that comes into play. Like... It's not your phone. It's not the TV. It's not like you start an episode and, like, you're like, well, I have to sit here for an hour to finish the episode. Like, you can sit with a puzzle for 15 minutes before having to do something. No. (laughs) I'm actually so neurotic that I would sit there. If someone gave me a thousand-piece puzzle, I'd be like, I'd freak out and have to figure out how to do the whole thing in one night. Wow. Like, I can't do that. I've actually had a puzzle and, like done that activity and yeah. i was like there's a missing piece and then it was like it what ended up being found out is that the person who i was doing this puzzle with realized that the piece like was gone it was it had fallen <laughs> down the vent or something well, that's why you don't team puzzle they like, were like we never f- team puzzle again <laughs> and the whole time i was like i just need to focus on finding this one piece it's not it's not a safe place for me okay that's good to know i mean that's something i'd like to try but now we know that it's not in your wheelhouse like uh, something that might be better is like coloring or painting or something coloring just chill out yeah let's try that maybe we should try that i think not me you (laughs) i think i have some leftovers from a past event so okay well let's throw that on your updates for next week (laughs) see if that works (laughs) if you can have a nothing day but it is your birthday coming up so yeah i have a whole day i took the day off would you color on your day off no, but I did put in like tentative pedicure or whatever, Good. like treat yourself thing. Well, pool that I time if the if the weather's oh, nice. Oh, if the weather's nice, yeah. All mm-hmm. right, all right. Well, it sounds like you're making progress because I, recognizing it is the first step of yeah. the do nothing situation. I'm in recognition phase, and so everything, especially because like the big thing is off my work plate. That mm-hmm. like now I can mentally focus into some other things. So, um, it's kind of like. Here's here's where we grow. All right. I like that. I love it. Love it, love it. What's inspiring you this week, Sid? 
So I started following, I think I, you know how I've talked about in the past about how somehow I've signed up for every like email Mm -hmm. chain that exists in this world. So I somehow have landed on Ariana Huffington's radar with her Thrive Global emails. I'm not mad about it though. I like them and it's a new place for me. Like I don't, I haven't like really, it's not like a Refinery29 or like a Man Repeller that I'm business focused a yeah. Bit. yeah it's like mindfulness and business and like like you're you're off time like what are you it's like how do you spend your time basically like what's going to help you with time in every aspect of your full life um so it's it's brought to you by ariana huffington um creator of huffpo and i I can't remember when I, like, stumbled onto it, but there was an article. So I think I get an email maybe, like, once a week from them now. And there was this great article that was titled Become an Unstoppable, Become an Unstoppable Leader by Enhancing Your Self-Awareness. So this is something mm-hmm. that, like, I think both of us have been more focused on um, is that self-awareness piece and how that helps you become a better leader. Because if you're not aware of, like, your own habits and your own shortcomings or weaknesses and strengths, then, like, how do you lead a team when you're trying to focus on all of those things, how are they viewing you just as much as how you're helping them to succeed? So it was, a, it was an interview with Tasha Yurek, who's the author of Bangable Leadership. And what I appreciated about it is that she kind of did a little mini deep dive into um, what you're asking yourself and how you're soliciting feedback from the people around you to get better, but not overthinking it to the point of like taking it super personally. So I appreciated that because I'm like, I think there is an in-between there where you're like you're soliciting feedback on your performance from the people around you as the leader and how that's really helpful, but not going so far as to be like, they hate me. Like, how do I fix this? This is crazy. Like, so I appreciate that she that said there there is a point where it come, becomes too much, but you need to like inch toward the middle of, mm-hmm. of that um, whole thing. So there's an exercise that she talked about in this um, interview that I really liked liked and it kind of lives in the journaling at the end of the day like how people do gratitude journals mm-hmm. and like kind of free writing at the end of their day but this is structured and what she says you should ask yourself is like what went well today what didn't go as well today and how can i be smarter tomorrow and i liked that because those that like that is the beginning of that self-awareness journey i think because you can reflect back on your day and that's really what she talks about um is how are you reflecting on what you've done and how you get better tomorrow and i was like this is the kind of journaling i can really get down with because it's structured it's short it's things that like help me stay focused and i and i like to try that because um i'm not in a technical leadership position but leadership is something that i always am like trying to better myself at as an individual in every aspect of my life. So um, I liked that because it was concise, but it does the job that she wants people to start doing, which is becoming more Mm -hmm. self-aware. And I think there's this... stat that is like 50% of people think they're super self-aware, but it's actually 15% of people are actually self-aware. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I'm part of the 15 or the 50. And I'd venture to guess that I'm part of the 50. So like, you know what it is, you understand what it is, but are you actively practicing it? And Mm -hmm. like, that's the step further that like puts you in between that 50 to the 15. Um, So I really enjoyed that. And I, and I like to start practicing that, but that was super inspiring because I think that's something that we talk about, but we don't necessarily know how to do or how to, like, start the process. So I really enjoyed it. I like that. I think that's 
something that's important to on every level of just an acknowledgement of what it is that you're working on Mm -hmm. with yourself, especially thinking about it from a leadership or career standpoint. What are the things that you can acknowledge and recognize that are going well, not going well? Even just thinking about that will put you ahead Mm -hmm. in terms of just like growth and progress down the road. Absolutely. So I thought that was great. And we'll obviously share that for everybody. Um, It was just, and Thrive Global has become something that I've really enjoyed tapping into because they break down, like, I think it's like work, life, and I don't know, spirit. I I don't know. (laughs) But there's three categories and work and life are two of them. (laughs) And then there's a third that is thrown in there somewhere. That Sid probably should be spending more time on. (laughs) I'm like, I'm focused on the work and the life and that's it. (laughs) That's all I've got time for. But uh, what about you, Bram? Um, I had listened to a Goop interview. Um, I love Instagram stories when they pop up articles that Mm. resonate and you can do the little swipe to read and yeah then the click jump back in mm-hmm. um so one of them that recently like there it was there like here's the latest from us and the article was uh an interview with therapist terry real who's based in boston on passion intimacy and why a little hate is normal as it relates hmm. to relationships and not what you'd expect to hear <laughs> And they were, it was nice because, um, in the particular article that they had shared, which we'll link to show in show notes, um, he had it was like one minute and 30 second little blurbs on, and I think they also did an interview with him on their podcast too. So if you want like a longer form version of it, but sometimes these things, like in a little snappable, quick, here's a tip in a minute, is like the best thing because you're like, Huh, I'm thinking about something a little bit differently than I did now. Or just Super like an acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting. And so um, one of the videos that he, ta- he talked about how healthy couples shouldn't um, complete each other. Ooh, I totally agree with that. So true. Um, I feel like this is something that's been coming up a lot lately. I just think the acknowledgement of like bringing the therapist from outside the, the room with the two people and being like, we're gonna. I feel like Goop has done a really good job with this. Mm-hmm. Um, props to GP. <laughs> Love her. <laughs> but talking about how it's actually really important to continue to challenge each other as you're developing your relationship, and a lot of times you see the person, like the person that you end up leaning on, as your plus one, your mm-hmm. future partner in, in some capacity is like, you see them as like, they're going to help me. Like, I don't have to think about all the things that used to be hard for me. Right. Because they've got it covered. They're like, they're the one who's going to like fix it or be the solution to these issues. But the reality is those things, A, never go away. Right. <laughs> and B, uh, only get better when you face them head on. And the person that you're with should be able to help you navigate those things. Exactly. And it was just one of those things that like, you got to be supportive, and the acknowledgement of that is, like, the testament of a true relationship. And if you're thinking that your person is going to, like, you know, give that other 50% of you, no, you're 100% you. Right. So, all the time. Yeah. Have someone who's also 100% them and awesome, and then support each other through all the things that you do. And I think there's, like, this thinking of, of like, yeah, opposites attract, or, or like, you find someone who, like, is better at the things that you're maybe not as good at. But I also think that kind of, like, if you lean on that so hard for the mm-hmm. long term, like... 
I know if it were me, I would start to kind of resent that. Like, this is my strength. Like, I don't want to also, like, put it in... I I don't want to always be the person that's, like, doing it for you. Like, I want to be supportive and I want to help and I want to, like, stand side by side and attack issues that, like, we both are facing and use our separate strengths to do them together. But, like, if you're always saying, like, hey, can you just do this because I know you're good at it. I'm like, just because I'm good at it, A, doesn't mean I like doing it. So, like, let's just get that out of the way. But it also, like, I just feel like that long term of saying like, you've got it because you're good at it or you've always done it. So you're just going to keep doing it mm-hmm. is just like, that's going to blow up at some point. Yeah. So I, I think, think that's, that's great. Yeah. And I think the thing when you're looking at relationships, especially if you're, you know, wanting something to work for the long term, um, the biggest thing is what people talk about is like how to keep the passion alive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, if you're, challenging each other and like being supportive and helping each other through the tough times and the good times yes that'll help but another piece of it is like being honest about what it is like not compromising on things that are important to you Mm -hmm. and so one of the pieces of the conversation one of the quick videos was talking about how women need to do a better job of asking for what they actually want instead Mm -hmm. of assuming that their man or their plus one whatever um is of the mindset knowing exactly what it is that you need because yeah, that's crazy. most of the time <laughs> no one knows what's going on. That's if, crazy. <laughs> you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship as both Sid and I are, there are moments where you're like, why didn't you know I needed that? Or yeah. why didn't you know I just wanted to vent and you should just give me a hug? It's like, no, you need to act like, hey, I just need 10 minutes to let this off my chest. Yeah. And it's not your job to fix this problem. I t- like flip side too. Same yeah, as like so, totally. Sometimes I need a little guidance on that end too. And it's just one of those things that in a relationship you just have to be open and honest and not, you know, settle for something that you think is like, oh, it'll just it'll be fine because then you end up resenting the person or right. it just crumbles. It does because then it's like, yeah, it like becomes this deep seated thing that like is in the pit of your stomach all the time. Yeah. And I think like as the receiver of that information, like recognize that your partner is is trying to help you both by being honest. And like it's hard to not take that personally, but it's also an effort to say like this is what I need right now. I hope you can understand, like, this is really helping both of us because when this comes up again, because inevitably everything comes up more than once, totally. it, you'll know how to do this better the next time because you've had this first, like, maybe not so fun conversation this time. So I, I agree. I think that, like, from both perspectives, being able to share openly but then also receive openly is very, very important to make that that go yeah in the right direction and i don't think i was ever taught that properly as in like yeah. just my development as a human being yeah and so <laughs> to, to have that reiterated because it's you know come up in our own my own personal relationship of like it's important that you ask for what you want i'm not good at that mm-hmm. in from the like the bottom line <laughs> level of just being me so to be reminded of this from time to time reading articles like this and watching videos like this it's like oh yeah this is important yeah i need to keep reminding myself that this is the way that healthy relationships work and i wonder like what class that would be taught in if it were going to be taught like health like i don't know i don't know what class that would land in but i do think it's super important (laughs) honestly i think that if 
they taught you how healthy relationships are in health class. That would have That's been That's a great that point. would be eye-opening. If yeah. you're teaching me how to, you know, protect myself <laughs> in an intimate scenario, like how do I get there first? What about the emotional <laughs> side, guys? Like let's go there a little Ooh. bit. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm excited to see that and and get into it a little bit. Yeah. So, give it to me straight said, what are we talking today? Super excited for this one. I love how we're able to do like some stuff that is like serious and very important, but also some stuff that is like really going back to that self care and and more fun and like exploratory and things like that. So today we're talking about skincare, which you might think doesn't have a lot to it. But if you've ever opened up like an internet page, I feel like in the last like year, all it is is like pops of like skincare is the new whatever and like it's a billion dollar business and why is it a billion dollar business and why do people care so much about it so we were excited to get into skincare today because Brianna and I both are like really into it right now and and are learning a lot as we go based on like our own experience but this was also a listener suggestion so I was really excited to see that shout out to Amy so if anybody has listener suggestions like we want to hear them because that's something that we both care about. We're like, oh my gosh, how have we not thought about that yet? Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, we're talking about skincare. Hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic. Very trendy. Um, I feel like the the funny thing to think about is like how it's evolved a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like both you and I had different experiences with our skin experience growing, sure. growing up and what that's like. And it's... I feel like that's the hardest thing is like it's not a one size fits all. And so as you start to embark on this, like when I was growing up, it was like what my mom taught me was cleanser, moisturizer, priority number one. I'm also very fair skinned. So Mm -hmm. sunscreen is a priority ever since I was a little baby Brian. (laughs) Still to this day. Sunscreen number one. I don't have my other purse, but I have a sunscreen, like a full bottle of sunscreen in my bag. You mean you don't have your suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bag within a bag within a bag. You got the mini bag today. But I feel like I was lucky enough to have decent skin Mm. growing up that, like, I didn't really have to worry about anything. Like, acne was never a real problem. I would get, like, you know, one on my chin during period week, and then it would go away. Right. But what's interesting is that the flip side has happened where it's been more of a problem for me as an adult. As an adult. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's the total opposite of me. Like, I am not super fair-skinned, but I do... do really need to protect my skin because like skin cancer is a thing and it's just the right way to do things but my grandmother I will never forget this I had terrible acne growing up like really like derm level acne <laughs> like needed to visit the doctor on a regular basis so and that's a an emotional uh, yeah challenge when you're like, going through like <laughs> everything <peak> else <laughs> teenage experience and like on top of everything i also had major skin issues and like i had like rosacea as a baby like but things you just never anticipate and like so my grandmother was telling me i think like as an effort to be like it's not always going to be this bad but she's like if you have terrible skin now like you're bound to have great skin as an adult and i was like grandma thank you like light at the end of the tunnel i feel so much better now and i'm still dealing with this <laughs> So I don't want to say she lied to me, but she might have just been trying to make me feel better. But I like 
I think I didn't do as much as far as like the full care goes because I was able to see a dermatologist. Like they just kind of told me what to do. And I did do like the cleanser, but I also had like a really, really strong like retin-A situation that Mm. was like the cleanser that like, I don't say, I don't think it was like dangerous for you, but like it was really harsh on your skin because it's trying to like get deep into what the problem is. Um, So I think that like that was something that was different for me is that like, I knew what to do, but because a doctor was trying to help me not, like, have a face full of acne. And I remember I used, like, in middle school specifically and in high school, like, if I didn't moisturize correctly or with the right amount or something like that, like, I would get flakes throughout the day. And I would go to the – I remember going to the bathroom and, like, patting my face down with, like, a wet wipe or something just to be like, please don't do this right now. Like, I'm in school. (laughs) Like, like, please just wait till I get home. Because when you smile and your skin's really tight and, like, starts to flake off and you're like, ugh, that's so gross. But I was like, let me get, like, a little paper towel with some water just to see if, like, it can go away for at least a little bit. And it was always around my chin. It was terrible. (laughs) so brutal it's awful i know the feeling though because i think again where it's this realm of one size does not fit all yeah in this department and like i was like my skin is oily here but very dry here <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing and i was just like oh i just get i guess i should just buy all the combination skin right and it was like you go to target or whatever drugstore and buy like what you see and you have no idea you're like clear sill oil of olay yeah Throw and then it in my bag and call it a night. And now they're saying like fight oil with oil. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who decided that? Like that doesn't make any sense to a child. Like when you're trying to figure out what to do. So yeah, there was a lot on the market, I think, when we were growing up, because we're about the same age. And mm-hmm. like you're looking at and especially because like at our age when we were probably dealing with a lot of stuff, it was like all you had was kind of like the supermarket brand yeah. everything like there there was no exposure to my like, mom was uh, not buying me like you know <laughs> nars Lauder. beauty products and like <laughs> so we were in like not that anything is wrong with this like the supermarket stuff but like knowing that there are other options out there maybe you know not that i could buy any of them myself but well i feel like there if our parents weren't exposed to it because again like what my mom knew was like my mom washed her, my grandma washed her face and used oil of Olay and taught my mom that. And so that's exactly what my mom did. Yeah. And so just like. Just pass it on. Down the, down the line. Yeah. Yeah. And so until we became like when we were in our 20s, actually like within the last couple of years, this mm-hmm. whole skincare situation trend has really blown up and they're like serums and oils mm-hmm. and $300 creams that you could put on your face that make you look like a beautiful, you know, you get your 12-year-old face skin again. Yeah, I don't want my 12-year-old face, but I might have wanted yours. <laughs> yeah, it was it was dece. But so like again, I have good skin, yeah. like thank goodness for good genes, but I feel like because my skin is like the way that it is somehow makes me look like I'm 18 years old. <laughs> In so addition people to the see ruffles. Me, they're like, well, you don't really have wrinkles anywhere. <laughs> you're still, like, That's you still kind thing. of have like your baby plumpness. <laughs> right there in the cheek area. <laughs> but really, it's just I've gained a few pounds. <laughs> Before it was baby fat. Like, shut up. <laughs> and so when people see me, they're like, 30? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's so funny. This this topic goes like, and it seems again so simple, but it just seems like people are kind of like, as people are in like the food industry, going back to this like farm to table mentality of like, 
all the basics. Like, why do we get away from what worked in the beginning? And it seems like now people are like, when, when the basics are like cleanser and moisturizer, like people are enhancing that process now. Like the way that food has become enhanced in like the organic sense and that the food we grow is so much better for you now maybe than it was like a couple of years ago based on like the research people are doing. So like for skincare, people are still looking at the basics where they're like, okay, what can we do to enhance the basics where it's still a moisturizer and a cleanser, maybe a couple other things, but like how are we making them even better for the people that are buying them and looking to do like that anti-aging situation? Yeah. And everything that happens from like, I don't know, 25 to beyond, your skin starts to change. And so I feel like the routine that I have now has shifted and I have to start thinking about things that I didn't necessarily think about when I was 18. Totally. And the minute that you start to get up there in your, you know, late 20s, early 30s, 40s, and beyond, you're thinking about, like, how do I keep my young, beautiful skin? <laughs> right. And, like, that, like, and I think, like, the anti-aging thing, like, it seems like there's a war on aging sometimes mm-hmm. from these big, big companies. But I think if we bring it back to, like, healthy skin and, and, yeah. and like, not, like, blemish-free and not, like, perfect without a filter, but just, like, healthy. And what does it mean to have healthy skin? Like, what are you doing to support a healthy habit? Not so you don't age, but so you feel good and that, like... You're aging gracefully. Exactly. Because I think lines and, like, how a normal face and body should age is, like, it's... I am a non-proponent for the cutting of the skin and surgeries and all those things it's just so so scary to me like don't put don't put botox in your face <laughs> but if you do that's your choice i won't do it because it's scared like it just scares, scares me to me. put things like that into my body and so i think there has been a transition to like paraben free organic all natural like fruit based chemical peels or pff, not chemical, non-chemical fruit-based <laughs> peels and all of those things. And yeah. so there are definitely ways that you can keep things as Literally high and tight. Cl- high and tight <laughs> and as close to the real thing, close to nature, farm to face. Farm to face. <laughs> Tag it. Call it the episode. Title made. Farm to face. <laughs> we'll get some clicks. <laughs> That's why we're excited to talk about this today, because I think, like, what we want to start with and really talk about are, like, because we focus so much on the basics, and, like, there are so many options. Like, what what are the needs? What are the wants? What are the, like, make-you-feel-goods and, like, will-also-be-helpful kind of a stuff? So that's what we're excited to talk about today. I'm ready. Is all that good stuff. Ready to speak at Queens? So ready. Okay. So. Where do we begin? There's a thousand things. I, okay, so. Um, I'm exasperated. <laughs> like, I'm already overwhelmed. So I think, like, on my counter, I have three go-to things and then an additional thing in my shower that I use every day. So that's four. But what I have listed here, just like that came to top of mind as we were thinking about this, like what's in front of you, like when you're looking at a shelf of skincare products, there are serums, moisturizers, sunscreen, peels, masks, sheets, eye creams, lip creams, eye masks. Eye masks are different from eye creams and masks. <laughs> that's its own And there's category. also, I was having a conversation with someone who was like, 
Sometimes you need to do a combination of an eye serum and an eye cream. And I was like, what? There's an eye serum? <laughs> yes, they Holy exist. Holy Toledo. Okay, so that like that's that's my thing on where to start. <laughs> I feel like the, the where to start is always overwhelming because I feel like there's so much out there that it's hard to nail down like what are the basics, what do you need to even consider. But everything that you're, you mentioned and you covered are like th- lip creams. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a thing, right? <laughs> like, I feel like there are lip masks that I've seen on you different can ex- there beauty, are exfoliators. like the exfoliators. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy how many things that you can pick up and start using. Some of these things are like, you know, your daily drivers. And yeah. then there's other things that are like, you know, when you're feeling fancy or stuff that you only use at night. Oh, yeah. The night regimen so different from the day regimen. It's kind of crazy how when I think about my own bathroom and the amount of things and products I have in mm-hmm. there that it's like it's the same thing with like shampoo I have oh yeah one two three four different shampoos just shampoos in wow. my shower that's different <laughs> and so it's that's like, a whole nother episode it's like, is this necessary <laughs> right right do we need all these things and that's the that's the question that we like have to continue to ask ourselves and honestly like i've been so focused on my day routine that the night routine is just like i don't even think i have one like i do a couple things at night but there's no like there's i watch so many people on instagram like do the fast record like the fast record, oh, yeah. the fast forward of them doing their night routine and i'm like your fast forward night routine is my normal night routine. <laughs> like, You're like, I'm done. Like, how did that happen? So like, I think there's so much more to dive into that like is even beyond our, like our purview. Mm-hmm. But that's like, we want to start with like, what are the things that we know about that we know people are using? And like, again, what are those like needs, wants, like, because there are definitely, why do you do this? What are the extras? Yeah. What are, like, the top three things you should probably start doing right now? Yes. Um, But I think another thing to toss into this mix that's important to remember is that what you eat and drink has a bigger impact, especially as you start to get older, on what happens. Yes. If you are eating a clean diet and drinking lots of water you're probably going to have some pretty clear skin and looking good. You're in better shape for sure. The minute that I throw dairy or processed food, wine, (laughs) you're going to start to get like the broken capillaries around your nose. Your skin's going to look dull. Like puffy at some point. The dairy causes inflammation. And so you're going to start to swell. Too much salt. You're going to bloat. And I have on my face, like if I... I just recently had to clean all of my brushes because I started getting like dirty makeup brush pimples on my cheeks. <laughs> Which and isn't I was like, gross. son of a gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all of those things. But I, I agree. I think there was this great, um, I think I saw it on, I'll have to find it and we'll share it. But there was a good like four square of like what your face looks like after you eat or drink certain things. Mm. And they show up in different ways. So there's, like, a rosacea type of thing when you have, like, wine or something. And then, like, the dairy face is different from the salt face. is different from the alcohol face. And, like, they all, like, show, like, the, the pimples and, like, the extra stuff that showed up, like, showed up in different places dependent upon the food or drink that you were having. And so I'll have to try and find that. I can't remember exactly who shared it. But I thought that was really interesting because that's something I never thought about. Like, I am trying to eat cleaner for my, like 
overall health but and also like like you know, internal healthiness yeah exactly <laughs> the bod aspect of things but i don't always associate it with my clearer skin and i'm like wow my skin looks really great today it's like oh you've had salads and water all week like how did that happen <laughs> so i agree it's the thing that was like the underlier that at least i don't think about as much but then does have a huge impact on my face mm-hmm. at the end of the week i feel like the things that as we kind of dive into what's important and the why behind the the things that you're using, it's so interesting to have to trial so many things. And like the amount of time it's, I feel like the way that I've figured out skincare for myself has been the most arduous trial and error process that I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, And it's, it's frustrating because I feel like there was one period where I was like, my skin is breaking out and I have absolutely no idea why. Mm-hmm. I go to look up that because uh, I'm like, what could be causing it was like weird acne. Usually if I get anything, it's like on my chin because it's like hormonal yeah, situation or like, me. you know, on the forehead because I'm wearing too much sunscreen and sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns on you too. Like you can never do anything right. <laughs> and so I was getting pimples on like very strange, just no rhyme or reason behind it. And I found out that I was using this and it was the best sea cream, like a basically like a tinted moisturizer, but it was a CC cream and it was amazing. And I loved it. And my skin, like when I put it on, it was like light enough, but like gave me this, you know, lovely glow. And I found out that that was clogging my pores. Mm, And they were like, that happened with me too. They were like, if you tend to have oily skin, these, if you lean oily, this is going to affect your skin and going to likely clog your pores and you're going to get pimples from it. And I was like, Aww. no, now I have to find a new cream. Right. That happened to me with one too, that like, I swear by some of their products, but then I started using their moisturizer and I was like, holy, like, so I use Glossier for my boy brow, like for my mm-hmm. lip stuff. I just bought a new like my bomb.com, the lip balm that they sell. I've had that thing for seven months before I needed to rebuy. Like it's amazing. And you wear it literally every day. I wear it every day. And it like has a tint to it. I love it. I love their boy brow because it's like a little like it plumps up my brows. It feels really good. So I was like, let me try their skincare line because like they're doing really well in a lot of spaces. And I realized their skincare stuff doesn't work for me, which was such a bummer because I'm brand loyalty all the way. Yeah. So I wanted to use all their stuff. So their serums don't work for me. Their moisturizer doesn't work for me. And I was so, I was so surprised because I love their other stuff and I saw so many positive reviews about those things. But that's why like the trial and error is so important. And it sucks because I'm like, oh, so now I need to figure out, can I give this away? So I ended up being able to give the serums away because I'm also like a go in hard kind of a person. Yeah, you're like, I just bought the line. I, I like, I will buy the entire set, like the box set of opportunity. I will get in on it because I'm like, this is bound to work for me. <laughs> Such a dangerous place. This is why I budget now. <laughs> I'm like, give me a sample and I'll maybe try it. And I'll be apprehensive about it for about six months and then maybe think about buying it and then never buy it. <laughs> Literal opposite. I'm like, I'll buy all of it. 
<laughs> and I'll use stuff. it for six months not working just <laughs> like, until I figure out that it's that that's not working. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, is a lot of times it takes, like, three months for something to, like, yes, figure it up. out and happen in your skin. The other thing I found out, cucumber and I don't love each other. Are not friends. No. I have, like, an aggressive allergic reaction to it. <laughs> I was like, why am I having, like, a red scary rash on my forehead? What's happening here? And... I come to find out that all the products I had been using have cucumber in them. And I was like, and you know how everybody, when they're like at the spa and they're like, ooh, I'm just relaxing. I put cucumber slices on my eyes. Right. Every time I do that, it burns. <laughs> and you're like, that's like weird. painful burn. I did it one time. I was like, ooh, I'm going to like do a little home <laughs> facial. And I put cucumbers on my eyes and I was like, <gasps> But you can eat cucumbers. I don't know if it's doing something to my skin. I probably shouldn't be eating them. That's a good point. That's but a good point. that's really funny. Regardless, when you have sensitive skin, too, there are a multitude oh, of things. There's a whole other set of stuff for sensitive skin. It's crazy. And so, like, as things have transitioned to more natural and organic and incorporating fruits and real products as a like a contrast to the more chemically based things, mm-hmm. then you know you're putting stuff on your face that you might have like a legitimate allergic reaction to because we're all sensitive to things now and it's insane. Right. I was right. listening to a podcast where someone was like, I'm allergic to red meat. Oh gosh. It's like, what? Everything now. Like you can be allergic or like have a reaction to like, it can't, it, it's sometimes not even a full blown allergy. Like if I'm going to be, if I'm going to have a reaction to make it an allergy, like, like bump me up to the top level. Cause I don't want to mess around with a reaction anymore. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> so I think we should dive into the process. Like, yeah. what what are the things that we need to consider as it relates to all the things that exist on the market these days? Yeah, or at least the, the basics that we of know all of. the things. Yeah. So, so this was fun because while there are, I think it looks like five majors that like exist. The subcategories of the majors are absolutely endless. So I think for from what I've found, the majors are the cleanser, the serum, the acids, which sounds scary, but like is a thing, and we'll get mm-hmm. into that. The moisturizer and the sunscreen. Yes. So those are kind of the biggies that then have those like really like crazy long list of of subcategories but the cleanser so what we wanted to do is kind of go a little bit into like what all those things are because like as much as I think I know I think it's interesting to find out like what I tell people and then what I what is actually true (laughs) so doing a little research is always a good idea so for the cleanser it's something that removes makeup dead skin cells oil dirt and other types of pollutant from the skin like on your face so like what you don't think about is then within the cleanser there's like an exfoliating cleanser with like the beads or like a little extra roughness to really help like shake that dead skin and what that does like if you're not washing your face every night even if you don't wear makeup like you collect things on yourself you're spending the whole day day out in the world and that's just you need to wash that off it's gross and if you don't (laughs) like you should do a little test where you just don't wear makeup for a day Mm -hmm. like if it's your sunday and you're like hanging around like if imagine if you're no makeup, cleaning your house. All that dust is going to stick to your face. Absolutely. And, and it's if you like, do like a little swipe at the end of the day with a pad. Ooh, ew. 
gross. Gotta clean it. Well, and that's like if you shower and think just like wiping your face with water, like, yeah, that does something. But what the cleanser does is like get in deep and like mm-hmm. really shake free all of the extra grossness that lives on your face every day in addition to makeup. So that's like, that's the cleanser. That's what you start with both like morning and night in my mind. Like that's a dual, that's a double a day. What I have heard is that if you do it at all, the most important to do is at night. Ah, well, that makes sense, yeah. So if you're like, I don't know if I want to add this to my mix, at least if you're going to do it, do it before bed. Yeah. Because you're not letting all that bad stuff soak into your skin while While you're sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. So, but again, I agree. You should be double timing it. Uh morning and evening yeah and in a like as we move forward in this topic we'll talk about like what we use and what like where you can find like specifics around your needs too so like hold tight it's coming and i think the other thing that's important to consider too with cleansers is the acknowledgement that there are different types yeah so there are cream cleansers and then there are also like gel cleansers foaming foaming and um basically anything that kind of it affects like one thing is better for others like if you tend to be oily a lot of times they recommend using a gel cleanser and if you need to put moisture into your skin a cream cleanser works really well too yeah but um i found a really good product so i'm excited to share it with you guys <laughs> stay tuned so excuse me next on the list is Serum. So this one was new to me. Um, I think I didn't use anything like this in college. I like knew, I don't even know if I knew it existed, honestly. Um, but what serum basically is, a lot of it, like you'll see a lot of vitamin C serum is um, what is kind of on the market. And it's basically protecting your skin from the effects of aging. What they talk about, like vitamin C is not only necessary for collagen production and maintenance, but it also is like a potent antioxidant that helps like get, they use the phrase free radicals, can neutralize free radicals in the skin. And I was like, oh, what's a free radical? Because that's a a set of words I didn't really know. Um, And it explains that they're atoms or molecules with an unpaired electron. I don't know if that's like a necessary thing to know, but serums are important. Free radicals cause cancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I love that you're like, a free radical is when an electron. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is like those things are, you want to Stay away from free radical things, yeah. type things in your in your bod because so, it will cause cancer. And that's like the kind of thing when you're like doing a deep dive into this stuff. I'm like, I know from what people have told me, serums are important. But then when you're really looking at the research and you're looking at like, okay, wh- but like why the why of everything? Mm-hmm. And you read something like that, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And like, those are the things you hear on commercials. And and this is what like I love marketing and branding and all of those things. But this is why it's important to do your homework because you're like people around phrases that are important to pay attention to and then you're like what does that actually mean what does that mean for me specifically so that's the serum and they're usually they're like oil-ish base but they're they like seem like an oil but Mm -hmm. it's like a little dropper Mm mm-hmm And it just, like, absorbs into your skin. And it doesn't take a lot. I used to use a serum as, like, my everything in the morning. And it was, was, um, I guess, 
oily enough where I didn't need to add moisture on top or moisturizer mm-hmm. on top of it. And I really liked it, but there was an active ingredient in it that had to be refrigerated. So I was like that, that person when I traveled with it, I was like, do you have a mini fridge for my serum? <laughs> and so unfortunately I had to let that one go because it became a real problem for me, but it worked really well. And I don't know if it necessarily was changing like my, like blemishy stuff, mm-hmm. but it did make my my skin feel really plump and healthy. Like I d- I remember feeling like it was making a difference, but it also like it, it, there was a lot of other stuff going on. But that one I had to let go of. But the serum that I started with, I definitely was like I need to keep this as part of my regimen. I just yeah. need to sub this one out for something else. And there's also I know a lot of um, brands have great serums as like for the anti-aging stuff mm-hmm. in terms of, like, specific eye serums. Because um, that skin is thinner. So thin. And that's why I think, like, and that's the thing, again, I never, I ne- in, until I really started thinking about these things for myself, I was like, why do you need a separate for everything? And you think about, like, the places on your skin, like, the reason those bags pop up and everything like that, you, like, you even just put your fingers on it, it's thinner, and it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, stuff you gotta handle everything with care. Totes. Toast toast. Okay, so acids is the other thing that, like, I think was a thing when I was having my acne treatment done when I was younger. So, like, I think that it was a thing I probably blocked out because it was kind of painful and not always great. But, like, I think this is kind of what comes into play with, like, chemical peels and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I found was there's a new product, actually, that Glossier has out that I haven't tried, but I've heard really good things about from the people I follow um, on different social media accounts. And so it's a 10% blend of three active acids that are AHAs, BHAs, and PHAs. And I was like, that's... I feel like I always just hear, like, the alpha-hydroxy acid is like, oh, that's in my cream. I'm good. Right, right. And so what they say, so for for this, it's, like, it's something that you kind of blot onto, um, like, a little piece of cotton. And what it is, it exfoliates and scrapes, and that's an aggressive word for what it does, but it really does. It, like, goes beyond what the cleanser does. So Mm -hmm. the cleanser, like, cleans your face. This, like, scrapes off all the extra gross stuff that, like you can't get to with just a cleanser. I feel like what's cool about the the acids and incorporating it into your daily routine is that you'll realize, like, if you keep doing it for a lengthy period of time, you're going to start to notice more. Because, like, the thing that ends up happening as you get older is that you're it's harder for your skin to reproduce all the things that it did. Like, you're basically just slowly dying, and it's really sad and awful. And so, like, your skin kind of is doing this. Everything just produces things more slowly. Yeah. And so you exfoliate, so you have to, like, do these things where you're clearing off this stuff from your your face and mm-hmm. also the rest of your body. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that it does it in a way where you can, you know, look fresh on a daily basis and it's kind of cool because it's doing it in not like I feel like when you're using an exfoliator you're like I can feel that it's you know getting stuff off of my skin but this is something that's like 
It's just like a wipe. Yeah. And it's still doing that work. And like you'll find, at least from the reviews that I read about this product specifically, like people saw a change in the texture of their skin. They saw a change in like the acne and the Mm -hmm. way the acne was presenting, Um, like a little glow and everything like that. So I thought that was a good one to throw in because that's when I don't use that. And I always think about pulling the trigger on like ordering it and I just haven't gotten there yet. But We'll see. Stay tuned in the future. But I just thought that that was, like, that's a thing that I just never really considered as another, like, another layer to clearing off all that dead stuff. I feel like that's something, too, that kind of comes up as, hey, here's something that you need to start using now that you're approaching your 30s. Yeah. Like, I hadn't heard, like, that was obviously never part of my routine. Again, I lived the cleanser, moisturizer life up until very recently yeah so. and like tip from bustle apparently that's like the 50s way of doing things like back in the 50s like that's what it was this girl did like this full breakdown of um a 50s skincare regimen from her grandmother i think yeah. and that's that's literally all it was and she was like it felt like glowier and i felt better about it and i'm like that's like that's what this is i mean it's just enhancing something that has been the way that we've done it forever useful for a very long time so and that's why you need to figure out what works for your skin and acknowledge the things that are important. So, like, back to basics. Yeah. We're doing it. Always back to <laughs> basics. So, yeah. So, the next thing is the moisturizer. And, again, like, this one especially, because of all of the different skin types that, they are, that there are um, and how your skin kind of, like, reacts to different things, moisturizer has, like, a million options it seems like so that can be really overwhelming but we'll get to like ways to kind of figure out where you stand in a, in a bit um but again it's kind of like increasing the moisture level aka moisturizer um preventing skin from drying out so like what was happening to me when i was in high school and middle school like that flakiness if i had used appropriate moisturizer that probably wouldn't have happened yeah um so it's really figuring out what's going to work for you but again it's that other kind of anti-aging piece of things like keeping your skin moisturized and healthy and like hydrated is going to help with that and that's going to keep you looking fresh on a daily basis yeah and the other thing too is that moisturizers can come in different forms so Mm -hmm. there are also oil-based moisturizers out there that are new and again it's one of those things that like your mind explodes because you're like oil on my skin what yeah (laughs) like that seems very counterproductive but there are certain products that i'm not recommending like olive oil but there's like (laughs) specific face oils yes (laughs) well and that's like another whole layer to this that we don't have time to get into today but the diy of this stuff like stuff that lives in your pantry that can also be a skincare product you're like what that makes me nervous i well and but i like see people use it and i'm like oh my god i have like honey and coconut and coffee like could could i make a mask too (laughs) i haven't <laughs> I feel like when I was eight years old at sleepover parties, we'd like make honey and oatmeal masks or like the egg white mask. Oh, yeah. And you're Definitely like, that's disgusting, but it worked. <laughs> it was fun. And I will say, like, coffee, this coffee scrub that's a thing, and that's like for your bod. I was introduced to this by a friend, and holy Toledo, my skin has never been softer than when I use coffee scrub. It's amazing. It's so amazing. How often do you do it? I was consistently doing it once a week, and then I ran out, and uh, I haven't rebought. <laughs> so, but it's one of those things where I'm like, is this a need or a want? 
it is really good for your skin. It helps with like cellulite if you're looking to like kind of figure out how to do something about that yeah. in addition to working out and, and working on those areas. But it does, because of the caffeine that's in it, it helps your skin. And the way that it is coarse against your skin, it like really scrapes off yeah. a lot of stuff. So I loved it. We used, well, I used Frank's. I think it's called Frank mm-hmm. is the brand. Um, it was a gift, and I am still appreciative of it because it opened me up to a whole new thing. So Yeah, that's another thing is, like, thinking about stuff that you put on your face and incorporating all those same routines into your body as yeah. well. It's yeah, moisturize your whole bod. Yeah. It's important. Moisturize, exfoliate. Sounds great. But it is, like, at least once a week, I think – that's important. And it's a treat from yourself your face, moment, from too. Your face too. Yeah, I think like that's a thing that I wasn't, I was doing it once a week and it was like a really fun, like, way to feel like, oh, like this feels good. Like you walk out of like, and like, you sit for a second and you're like, oh my gosh, that like was necessary. Like yeah. just taking a little extra time on yourself. Um, okay, so the last thing of the majors, in my mind at least, is sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen, super important. Obviously, we know what the sun does to our skin for in a variety of ways, like between aging, but also like tr- like trying to prevent skin cancer like happens with sunscreen. And I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true or not, like anything over a certain SPF just like isn't a thing. And yeah. I heard it was SPF 50. Yeah. Okay. So like, I, I don't want to like say... I have SPF 70. And do you think it has made a difference? So the thing that makes a difference is... I have super fair skin, so yeah. that's why I get the 70, because I'm like, might as well. Yeah. But usually when I buy, I'll do either 50 or 70. Yeah. Um, but the Aveeno one, because I wanted something that wasn't, it didn't smell like sunscreen, and yeah. so the one that I bought, that it only had 70 in like the body okay. sunscreen version. version. So um, that was really the only motivation behind that. But the reality is you can't, you don't just put it on once and you're good to go for the day. You have to, the thing that helps you not get sunburned is reapplication. Oh. So sunscreen will only, especially if you're like hopping in the pool or like at the beach. Yeah. The sand and the waves and the salt water and all of that is going to wash it off faster. So you should be applying it every hour. That is a really good Which tip. Which is insane. And again, something that, like, I burn. I definitely burn. But, like, I tan pretty easily, too. So, like, I always have used sunscreen. But it wasn't... It, we definitely used it differently. Because, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't as much a, like, I, I want to get a little. But I didn't burn so badly that it would, like, ruin my day. And that never affected me that much. But now as I'm getting older, I'm like, ooh, you really don't want to, like, mess around with that, especially as things are getting worse in that world. Yeah. Um, the most important thing I hear from estheticians and in all the things that I read is that sunscreen is the most important thing that you should be putting on your skin, even in the wintertime, because, yeah. especially on your face, because you're still exposed to the sun, sun's rays. And so um, any exposed skin that's getting the uv uva whatever all the different types of uv uvb oh yeah so many different types of rays and there's like in your lips too yeah i have sunscreen uh chapstick yeah like all that stuff and it's just like oh wow there's just a lot to do and your hairline too yes oh my gosh that's happened to people i know it looks like it's painful because that's like skin that doesn't get touched by sun a whole lot so when it's super exposed it like lights on fire yep. <laughs> like it's really not good so 
Those are the five majors. Now, how? what is our order for these? Yes, the, the important order. This is actually something that I hadn't really known, mm-hmm. but kind of assumed. I was like, this seems like the right order. Um, but I feel like that's the thing is you're like, okay, I need to put all of these things on my skin and my face, but how do I do it and when do I do it? And right. What, what do I need to do in between? So, of course, first cleanse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> naturally. Sure. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so when you have your clean, fresh face, the serums are what go on next. And I would have not thought that before I started using them. So because they are basically... They, they're oh, no. the thing that you need to, whether it's the acid serum or the oil serum, you want it to absorb into your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it needs to be the first thing that you put on. Um, then from there, eye cream. Hmm. And I definitely recommend an eye cream because, again, exactly what Sid was saying, the skin under your eyes is much more tender than the rest of your face. So you should be using something that has a little bit more anti-aging power um, for that tender Tenderoni. Tender skin mm-hmm. under your eyes. Then from there, your face oil or moisturizer. And then SPF if it's not in your moisturizer. Other option is a tinted moisturizer, which is what I use instead of foundation because mm-hmm. I like a, a light coverage. Yeah, that's actually, I think I use that too. But I don't, actually, no, I don't. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is that I use. I, find I know I use a moisturizer. I hope what I apply after that isn't also a tinted moisturizer. It's a skin tint. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's basically like... But it lives in the makeup camp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I use one from Joy- Joyer. Okay. J-O-Y-U-R. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'll post that. Um, we'll link to it. But I have their matte and their, um, like, illuminating hmm. tinted moisturizer, and it's the perfect amount of, like... For, like, a night out. Yeah. Obviously, most of the time when I'm wearing makeup, which is a whole other episode, guys, yeah. it's, like, powder and blush, and that's it. Like, nothing crazy. Um, but a tinted moisturizer is nice to get, like, to toss that in. Just a little extra glow. Yeah. Coverage, what whatnot. So that's the that's the big piece of this. And now what we want to talk about is kind of like some trends and what's going to be right for you and kind mm-hmm. of how you get into all of that. Um, but those are kind of the, the big five, I guess there are five and then the order for those. So yeah. I feel like those are the important things to if you don't have these things or you haven't considered it or haven't experimented Um, I think that's something to consider. But I think the other thing that comes into play is that there's so much that people talk about. And it's like, what's the craziest thing that you've done? Because I feel like you see Kim Kardashian with her like crazy blood covered vampire facial or whatever that is. So scary. And all the things that the celebrities are doing that they pay hundreds of dollars for that like we as young plebeians cannot (laughs) handle yes but i feel like everybody was posting their like charcoal face masks or the foam masks and like it was just all over the social feed it was and i like and that like just goes back to that awful phrase like pain equals beauty and but like i guess when you're getting a facial like if you've not gotten one i was really scared of them for a long time because i'm like they don't use my neutrogena what am i gonna do so I was super new, <laughs> but I like didn't want to mess with my routine. So, but like they do, they like really get in there. So like you think about the normal level of facial, which is like, like 
poking, prodding, scraping, all that good stuff. And then the next like six layers of facials are like just getting more painful because they're really trying to like dig into all the stuff that lives on your face. So like the extractions. Exactly. Like to the nth degree. I will say that I did the black mask from Bosha. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot about it. I'm like, I'm. Is that the one that peeled off? Yes. And so like if you've seen the YouTubes that people have posted of them peeling off the black mask it is that bad like it is super painful like you can see the skin like pulling off of like your cheek (laughs) it's really that sounds way too much it's not great but I will say it didn't do as much as I wanted it to do like it did some like you look at the mask and you can see all the stuff that came out of your pores which is like for some people like super satisfying and for me it's super satisfying because if I'm like I'm gonna go through this kind of pain to get this stuff off my face. Like, I want to know it came off my face. But I will say, like, I've had some more success, honestly, like, with a Biore strip than I have with the black mask, depending on the day. So that I found really interesting. that those are a no-go from an esthetician standpoint. What? Recently found that out, um, that they peel off, like, the first layer of your skin. Okay, well, then I guess I also won't use Biore no strips but i need to find something that's going to do that so so the bosha thing was like a big youtube thing for a while and then i was getting a ton of ads for it and you know i cannot resist a new ad so i went for it and it was fine and it was actually more of like a self-care evening like it was nice to throw a mask on and like sit for 20 minutes and it literally cannot move your face once it dries like you cannot move your face but i haven't used it that much in like the last couple months only because i'm just like if it's not doing what i need to do why go through the pain (laughs) So I'll do the pain. I'll do it. But, like, I want it to be doing something. That sounds like a lot. I, if I'm going to do a face mask at home, I usually go the um, clay mask variety. That's a good one, too. I've also seen people doing, like, different, for different types of um, the parts of the face. Mm -hmm. So they'll do, like a different mask on their T-zone versus their cheeks versus their chin. And I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of work. And how do we start there? But those are other things, like if certain areas need hydration or like following a clay mask with a hydrating mask, like those, you could really dive in. And that's the thing is like, that's the stuff that I've been seeing is like, uber trending and like yeah and i would venture to guess that like figuring out how to take care of your skin is so much harder than figuring out how to like dress your body type or like figure out what kind of makeup looks good on you because there's just there's so many differences and there are so many different ways to do this and so many options that like it it's not like an overnight thing. I mean, it just, it, yeah. it takes a lot of homework and a lot of research and paying attention and, and reading and all that stuff. Um, and I did not expect that when I started this journey <laughs> a little bit ago. The other thing that I tried was the detox teas to, to like flush the system, flush you, <laughs> flush you from the inside out. And so it's like, you know, stuff with lemon and nettle and all that stuff that's going to, like, clear your system. And it's like, is that really working? Or I don't know. Or, like, decreasing redness. Because, like, that's an issue for me is, like, I have a very strong red tint under my skin. And so it's always about, like, how do I not look like a tomato? Yeah. (laughs) I get that. I've never done the detox teas. I have done the apple cider vinegar slash lemon water. So I can't remember who turned me on to this. It might have been my mom. 
But then it was also super popular for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it still very much is. Still is. So I would do a tablespoon of apple, apple cider vinegar in the beginning with like probably like 16 ounces of water and like a lemon, not even half a lemon. It would be like one lemon wedge. And it was awful at first. And then I loved it so much that I bumped myself to two tablespoons. And I was like obsessed. It, and I also... Did they recommend bumping to two tablespoons? No, or that did was a you- personal choice. <laughs> Sid always going too far. I don't know what you mean. But it was so good. And, like, I actually really liked the taste. I really enjoyed it. But I also was seeing a huge... I actually was seeing a change in my skin. Like, I felt glowier. I felt like... And I I was still drinking, like, the same amount of water and, and... and so I ha- I was really on the ACV train. I believed in it. I advocated for it. Like, I was telling everybody to do it. Like, buy the stuff with, what is it called? The mother. It's like you get the yeah. organic ACV with the mother. Because if it doesn't have the mother, like, you're doing something wrong. And I, I took it on vacation with me. Like, I was really obsessed. Because I saw, like, my blemishes were going away. My skin actually looked like the sun. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. I was glowing like the sun. And then. I was raving about this and then talked to my friend who's also a dentist. I was like, you gotta try this. It's amazing. She's like, you're ruining your teeth. You're literally ruining your teeth by doing that. I was like, what? And she popped my bubble, my ACV bubble so hard, but I also totally reckon because it's, it's an acid. Like, I mean, it's really, it was a vinegar, not an acid. Vinegar is an acid. Mm -hmm. Education. (laughs) (laughs) I love being told that I'm wrong. (laughs) Anyway, it's like it burns. I mean, it's not great. So, so I take a shot of it if I feel cold coming on. Well, and like, like every so often it seems like, and I, I just did not, I didn't, I didn't ever think about that aspect of it. Like what it does to your throat and what does to your teeth. So like, while I still think it's a great thing for your skin, I think like if you have, if like, if you're thinking about your teeth as well, maybe consider like not doing two tablespoons or cutting the one in half or whatever it is. I was going a little hard in the paint, which is like something I tend to do, but I did see the benefit (laughs) of it, but I have since stopped because of what Kelly told me too. So thanks, Cal. I appreciate your insight. Um, but I I think that she had a super valid point and she's the expert, so I listened to her. But I do still do lemon in my water because I do think like obviously that does something and it tastes good. So that's my stance on ACV at this point. Yeah. And I thought that was really helpful advice. If anything, lemon in your water is pretty good mm-hmm. from a detox standpoint. Bottom line, just drink lots of water. If there's a trend that you're going to hop on, hydrate, because then if you're hydrated, your skin will probably look better. Water is the trend. Water is the trend. Yeah. Okay. So. How do you find out what works for you? Yes. So I think that firstly, consider your budget because anything having to do with skincare runs the gamut of cost. Um, And I think if you back up to like our budget episode and and where your categories are and how you do your breakdowns and things like this, like this skincare could be its own category. It could fit into different categories, but really understanding like what, how much you have to spend on it and then going through and figuring out based on your budget, what will fit within that. So what I enjoy about certain places is that like places like Sephora and different um, companies will allow you to search by price 
and by skin type. And so then you can see the reviews and the comments from there to see like what to try based on what your budget is. And I just thought that that was something that I didn't, like I was like, I'll spend whatever I need to spend for great skin. But there are great products that don't break the piggy bank mm-hmm. um, and they work. It's not like you're like getting like the C-rated version of something really great. Like obviously ones that cost a lot of money are good products, but just because it doesn't cost as much as those doesn't mean that it's not going to do what it says it's going to do. And I think maybe consider like one product that you're worth throwing a little bit of extra money in. I, for me, that always ends up being the um, the eye cream. Yeah. Just because I'm like, if I want a good one, one that works, one that has all the things that I need um, in terms of anti-aging and skin plumping and all that stuff, that's usually the one that I end up putting like the most dollars toward. dollars toward and then everything else like i've found some really great products that are all live within like the 20 dollar range which yeah. i feel like is comfortable for me within my budget right um the other thing is that the ordinary has a really great line of products that are mm. all super affordable nice. so if you're looking to up your game and i've um there are a couple people that i follow on instagram that have done some test runs and like have laid out their favorite products and um they're like these work so well and they're like eight dollars yeah so if you're really looking to try and experiment or at least just test out like does this serum do anything for me give it a whirl yeah and that's what you see i think a lot is like people's shelves are stocked with like the ones that didn't work yeah (laughs) or the ones that did but like that's the other thing is this is a trial and error but again if like the budget is the concern that you're starting with then like rihanna said there's options that are available out there i also will throw (laughs) a little shout out to birchbox because Mm. for me that's a great way for me to test and try some products that um, obviously that covers the gamut of like makeup, hair care, skincare, everything. But you can base your pro, you could do like a whole profile um, on what it is that you are like, what's your style, what's your like routine like in terms of hair care, face yeah. care and all of that. And so you can like prioritize stuff like I want more skincare based things versus um hair care products and all of that. So, and you can change that at any time. And so I've been a subscriber for years now. And so it's really cool to still kind of get those samples. If you're one to use, I know Sid was like, I don't use mine at all. Yeah, but I will like, so someone else I know gets the FabFitFun box, which is full size everything. So she brought a couple masks and eye masks when we were on a trip. And so we were able to use those. And she and I was like, wow, where'd you get these? This is awesome. And she's like, oh, it's on the FabFitFun box. And I didn't know anything about it. But they do full-size samples. You can, like, the same thing with Birchbox. Mm-hmm. You can choose, like, what your focus is. And they and theirs is only, I think, once a quarter. Um, and it's it's more expensive, I think, because they're all are full-size. But, like, that's another option to try new stuff, too, because yeah. they're, like, curating those boxes based on you as the customer. Yeah, I think that that's like a fun way to get a little present for yourself once a month. Yeah, I think that... (laughs) And we all need that. (laughs) So thinking about the budget. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next month. Um, But yeah, I think reading the comments, understanding like what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And like this is the place where reading the comments is the best thing because people are super honest about like what worked for them and why, what didn't work for them and why. And I think that that's that's important to kind of get into. Yeah. And I think when you consider the budget too, as it 
going back to that for a second, yeah. um, I got a sample of La Mer eye cream. Ooh, that's dangerous. <laughs> I know that name. I follow celebrities. <laughs> their their eye creams are like $300. And so I had to make, I it was, my face had never looked better. It literally is magic. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was like, I'm, Maybe when I'm 40. Do you I'm spend not, $300? I'm not here yet. I th- I thought really hard about it. And I was like, I could maybe justify this. And you're like, how many grocery trips do I have to give up to afford a And then I was like, $300 is way too much. I can't do that. I can't. And so that was like a, a strong, like, this product works, but I'm not ready to spend $300 on it. And yeah. so instead, I've opted for a Kiehl's affordable, I think it was like $50, $40 product for my eye cream. <laughs> so maybe one day. Maybe one day. We'll wait for that day. But that's the thing is like, in order to figure out what works for you, it's testing, it's trialing, it's asking questions. I think the whole thing about reading, I do this all the time because I actually end up buying products on Birchbox because mm. sometimes I do love something enough that I'm like, I totally want to buy this, but I'll read through all of that stuff yeah. and see what people like this worked for me this didn't work for me or like i have oily skin it's not for me that's it helps so much just to have like a different perspective on how this affects people with different skin because like it sucks a lot of places do have a good return policy but it's also like what are you doing with that thing that i'm returning right um and i have done that in the past like one time i bought a cream that just didn't work for me and I returned it and they were like no problem yeah well that's nice so I like traded it in for another one and that's that's something that like you should also consider is like if it really doesn't work for you or you have a bad reaction to it you should send it back and get your money back yeah like don't don't force that there's no reason to and that's the other thing is like you need to start doing something like i just thought like something was going wrong when i had that weird cucumber reaction and it was like this is just my life like i guess i'm just gonna have to i'm you know at that time i was like i'm 27 now apparently this is like how my skin is (laughs) and then it was like no the thing that you're using doesn't work for you so maybe you should throw it out (laughs) or return it pay attention to those things (laughs) if something's going horribly wrong stop using it it's true um, I really liked, you know, when we talk about this and your suggestion of like on finding what's right for you, why not ask the professional, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's anything that has worked the best for me, it's literally talking to the person who is, is like, a you know, profesh. fingers deep in your face. <laughs> so I was one of those people that was always really apprehensive about getting a facial. Because of your Neutrogena skin. <laughs> no, because I have such sensitive skin that I was like, I'm going to have some crazy reaction. But guess what? When you go into a facial, they're like, what are your skin concerns? Before we dive into anything, do you have any allergies or sensitivity to stuff? And it's like, here, let me list everything. They really, you know, do that. And they, they look at your skin and they will tell you they're going to give you... Also, I recommend asking questions because they may not necessarily dive into this unless you ask. But I was sitting on the table and I was like, what about this? And what about this? And I've noticed this thing happen. And she's like, she had an answer for everything that I brought up and, you know, talked about problem areas, things that I should be considering now that I'm at this point when this airs, 30. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What products I should be swapping out. 
like I learned that I was over exfoliating. Mm-hmm. I also learned that I was having, she was like, it looks like you're having an allergic reaction around your mouth. And I was like, what do I put around there? Because that was always my area where I would get acne. Mm-hmm. And I, I was having, I was getting acne and having an allergic reaction to the acne product I was using. See? Stopped using oh it. Problem went, went away. Like, you're just like, then that is the importance of asking the right question. Mm-hmm. So between if you're getting a facial and asking the esthetician or going to a dermatologist, and if there's something else that's going on, you're just like, I really need help on this that the internet can't help me solve. Then really like face to facing those people and asking those good questions about either what's going on with your skin or what you're trying to prevent to happen or what you think is like best practice for your Mm -hmm. age or whatever it is the experts obviously know what the heck they're doing so and like a facial what I learned is that like when I've gotten facials in the past and they haven't like I haven't come out with like this glowing face that I anticipated is because there's a lot of work to do there like yeah they have the right tools to really like start fresh so if you're going and it's come and you're coming out like a little red or like a little blotchy like that's normal because like they have to start somewhere like you have to get to a point where you're starting with the because if you were like janky yeah. in the face department skin wise yeah not like every day <laughs> <laughs> just some days just some days um they're like they're really getting in there and clearing out all that bad stuff so it's like you need to keep up with that's why it's like ask the questions and then ask them like what's the number one thing i should be doing tomorrow yeah yes and that's you're so right or like what product do i need to add in and i think like sometimes i get a little sketched out because i'm like are they just pushing their product but i'm like i don't have to buy whatever it is they're talking about like i can always go somewhere else and find or i can research what they've talked about but i think like that's what threw me is that i'm like i thought i was supposed to feel good after this like isn't this supposed to be helpful and it is helpful it's just like you have to work to get to that place and paying attention to what they're doing and and what they're using and asking those questions is like what's going to put you on the track to figuring out what's working for you and what's not. And I've always found that they've been the um, estheticians that I've visited have been really understanding of like, this is my budget. Here's what I'm working with. Like, they'll be like, okay, if there's anything that we recommend that you swap out, it's like, this is the type of product. They don't necessarily say, like, this is the brand because we sell it. Right. I've actually really appreciated the fact that they're like, there are certain things that we use because obviously, you know, we've created an experience and these are the things, the products and the line of things that we've, like, stand behind in mm-hmm. terms of what we're putting on your face and the masks that we're using and all of that. But I've always found that they've been really understanding of, like, you know, for me, it's convenience of going to the drugstore. Or for me, it's, you know, buying something on the internet or yeah. having something that's easily accessible, something I can pick up. Um, and they have answers to all those questions and know what will work and what won't work. And so I think there's, from a baseline standpoint, get a facial. Yeah. They also recommend on a quarterly basis, like as the seasons change. So I'm due for my spring facial. Hmm. I should schedule mine. It's time. And then end of summer before fall and then fall. and then But the winter one to Oof. spring is like the most important. I just. So that's and that's all like just really good information to have. So last but not least, our go-tos. Love it. So much fun. So I think like we talked about earlier in the episode, 
like for me specifically, I've, this has been a journey and the serum thing with the sunscreen thing and like the moisturizer and the right stuff. So this is what I'm settling on for the moment that I feel is working really well. If you see me and you don't agree, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I think it's working. (laughs) So So you just negated asking the professionals and getting feedback. Well, the professionals, but if you're like a schmo on the street, you know, like you're leave me be. You're looking a little oily, Sid. Like I'll I'll go to the get my facial and they can they can tell me. So right now for, um, I, I actually did recently get a facial. And so I started using this um, brand called SkinCeuticals. And I used their um, serum that they have. And they have a couple different serums, actually. And I have photos of them. So I get all of their names correct. Because... We're going to share on social media our lineup. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. And we planned that. <laughs> anyway, so the SkinCeuticals serum that I use, it's called CE for Ulick. And it is so hard to say. And there is like an acid situation in here and it's for prevention. So what I like about it and it was it was sold to me and I and I wanted to try it because I it was up for a new serum. And what I like about it is that she was saying that like it might have a weird smell to it. She's like, it kind of smells like bacon. And I was like, what? <laughs> So this is good to know about it if if it's something that you're interested in learning more about. I I, like I that didn't bother me, but I think for people that don't eat meat or like have an aversion to products that smell like bacon in any way, it's a good thing to know up front. But it really does. It smells. It kind of smells like bacon. But because there's no extra anything added to it, she said. So it's it's not like a a, a feature that is added for like yeah. It's not like to sell the product. Fragranced it to smell like rose. Right. Exactly. So she's like because it's like stripped down to its basic acid oil situation then that's why it smells the way it does and so I use that after I get out of the shower and I really like it I think it has made a difference in prevention and all of those kinds of things what serums are supposed to do I do feel that it's doing I also use a first aid beauty moisturizer and it's like an ultra repair situation I really like it it's very affordable I use their cleanser as well um, also ultra repair and I just I just like what it does it's super the moisturizer is really really light Um, You just need like one little pump of it. I put it on my face and my neck and my chest. And I just, I just really enjoy it. I've bought it multiple times and have not had any, any reason to switch it up. Um, And then for my um, sunscreen, I also use SkinCeuticals for that as well. It's SPF 50, but it's got a matte like finish to it. So it's like, it actually feels a little grainy, but I don't hate that. So it doesn't have any sheen to it like a sunscreen might have. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't smell like anything. It's really, it's it's a small tube, but you only need a little bit to cover your whole face. Um, So that's kind of like my lineup Mm -hmm. um, for all of that kind of stuff. And I really, really enjoy them. Love it. Um, I am recently a transitioned uh, advocate to the Kiehl's lineup of all products. The, uh, whole, the whole thing. Their whole brand. Um, so the when I went to the facial uh, that I had oh, at this point, oh my gosh, it was a year ago. Woo! I'm due. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. I was like, my cleanser is not working for me and so she recommended because i tend to run on the oily side they have this ultra facial oil-free cleanser and it is so lightweight and creamy and wonderful but it doesn't have any um 
like excess anything in it so it's just like it just clears everything out out of my skin and it feels so wonderful and magical and I love it um and so if you have like combination skin because my skin runs the gamut of you know problem zones it's dry it's oily it's everything and this has been the best cleanser I've used ever um, so I'm a huge advocate for that. I also need to exfoliate more than the average person. I don't know why, um, but my skin needs it. And so I really like the Acure brand, their exfoliating facial scrub uh, or their brightening facial scrub. How often do you use that? I usually will do it maybe twice a week, at least once a week. Yeah. I think that's the thing about an exfoliator that we didn't really touch on that, like, I've just learned is that, like, the exfoliator should not happen every day. It's no. not, like, part of – it's not part of your, like, daily routine. That would just rip all your skin off. That's bad. Um, then for my eye cream, this is one I just recently purchased um, because I was in the market for a new one. I had been working through a sample that I had that I didn't love but couldn't throw away because I needed to use the whole thing. <laughs> To really know. <laughs> um, it's called the Rosa Arctica Eye Cream, and it has a rare resurrection flower extract in it. Wow. Super fancy. <laughs> I don't actually know what that means, but it feels great on my skin. And do I look like I have any lines? Young no, and fresh. I'm looking at you right now, and it looks like no lines exist. Young and fresh. <laughs> um, so that was something I recently bought um, because, again, I've been really liking the Kiehl's line. For my moisturizer, I use their Ultra Facial Cream. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, super basic, um, just hydrating enough, and I only use a little bit, too. It's, like, yeah. you know, because it's a, in a jar, and so I do, like, a, a finger Hold dab down. and then rub it on my hands, mm-hmm. and same thing, like, face, neck, Decolletage. Decolletage. That's something that um, I also heard you should not neglect because yeah. this area will age just as much as the neck and the chest region. Yeah. Will age the same way that your face does. And I heard you push up. I have a yes. tendency to like pull down when yes. I'm putting all this stuff on and you should like be pushing up. Like if you just do a little trial round, just push up. Push up. It feels weird. It feels wrong. It but feels wrong, but if you pull down, right that's like pulling the everything droop. down. Um, (laughs) I also have recently joined the serum trend and I purchased the super pure Glossier serum. Oh, that's one of the ones that didn't work for me. So I'm excited to hear about if it works for you. Well, if you still have it, I'll take it. (laughs) No, I gave them away. Actually, that was the nice thing is that there were people I knew that also used it. So I was like, please take them. So this is niacinamide and zinc. And so for me, it was... The redness reducing and like what was it skin refreshing. Again? The su- super pure serum. Okay. Because I know that. So they have three, a lineup mm-hmm. of three serums. They call them the supers. And when I said I do everything in excess, I bought all three because of there was obviously the deal on the three ones. <laughs> so know what you need and buy only what you need. <laughs> and try it and see if your skin likes it. And if yes. it doesn't, return it. Then stop. <laughs> so. Those are my go-tos. Yeah. Um, definitely something to consider. And then I did mention the Joyer. I also have been trying to figure out what, like, I got a sample of Kula SPF mm. primer. And it was one of those things where I was like, do I need a primer? I don't know. And then I tried it, and it feels like you're putting velvet on your skin. And that, wow. I'm, I'm a convert. I'm ready. I'm going to buy it. Wow. Because it feels so good. And my skin just felt like 
it feels nice to put something on your skin that isn't like goopy or like sticky or oily or whatever so that was something that's actually something from a sample that i think is a win that i'm going to end up purchasing full purchasing full size i will say if you're going to take anything away from this it is try the samples <laughs> figure out go to Sid go to get a facial <laughs> and try the samples like if you're going to do anything right now those are the two things to start with top two tips get to know your face and try the samples once you get to know your face yeah don't overdo it. <laughs> um, I think just like a couple last things as far as like if you're looking for if those things don't really appeal to you, but for any reason, there are a ton of resources out there. I think YouTube has become like the place to be as far as like makeup, hair, and also skin tutorials. Like if you're searching for something, like you will be able to find it on YouTube. They can do, you can watch the funny stuff of the people trying to peel that mask off and <laughs> literally crying. Or you can go to people that are like this has worked for me and this is why and they do like a full lineup of what they're what they're using and what their skin type is and all of those things but there's also like we can go real old school and go to the beauty magazine Mm -hmm. allure has been like on the market for quite some time now they do a yearly review of a ton of products and they rank them and i think they award winners based on whatever the category is so that's another one like again if anybody, I know Brianna still has subscriptions to magazines. I do as In well. Style has one as well. They do oh, a good, good lineup of the um, beauty stuff, beauty, beauty products, and all that. So again, it's one of those things. If you're looking to try something new, I think those are a good starting point of just at least research. Of yeah. Like, is this going to be for me? Yes, absolutely. So those are just some resources to check out. But like, again, thanks to Amy for bringing this up because I think it's something that we talk about a lot and, and we're excited to hear that that's something that you wanted us to dive into. Um, this has been super fun. But if you have anything that you think works really well for you, again, like let us know. We want to hear about it. Um, this is a super hot topic right now, but it's also one that like should and hopefully will be like a hot topic ongoing. Yeah. Um, and that we can continue to build on. Everyone deserves great skin. They sure do. Love it. Shall we break? Let's break. Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week. 